Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you for downloading this episode. If you like this podcast, I'd love for you to tell a friend. Word of mouth is everything, so please help me spread the word. Please give me five stars and write a review for extra good karma. Today's topic is the process in you. All right, so I'm going to help you skip the line with therapy. <laughs> this one, especially if you're younger. And I normally don't make these these huge claims, but today I am making this claim. When you judge others, all you're doing is judging yourself. If you don't know that, now you do, and it's a big life lesson. Judgment versus discernment though, right? Because I know some of you are saying, well, you know, judging helps me keep out of certain unhealthy situations, but I'm not talking about that. Discernment is something that helps you, let's say, keep out of low vibrational situations, unhealthy activities. Maybe you say to yourself, you discern and you say, you know what, my friend's robbing this bank. I'm just not going to help them rob the bank today. That is discernment. That's a good thing. And we use it all the time on a daily basis. What I am talking about is that judgy-wudgy judgment that comes from, you'll hear where it comes from, but doesn't come from the best place. So I'm going to give you an example about a supermarket and what happened to me this week in the grocery store because I feel that's appropriate because I'm all about food lately and eating. If you listened to last week's episode and and I think I'm, I'm evolved so much more after these two and a half months of really learning but certain things are still there. And why are certain things still there? Because healing never ends on this human journey until we have our human deaths. There's another one that uh, will help you skip the line in therapy. <laughs> but, you know, we're always still learning. We're always still growing. Healing is not linear. It's cyclical. It moves in a circle. It moves back and forth. It wiggles. It does the whole thing. So as you can see, I still have some issues. The supermarket. I'm at the grocery store and I'm in this aisle and there's this woman who has her grocery cart stocked with processed food and she did not look like the healthiest woman. And immediately my mind went to, damn lady, you need to take some of this crap out of your cart and put it back because you do not need it, clearly. And I stopped myself in the moment and I'm saying, oh my God. Why am I saying this? Why am I saying this in my own head? Why am I judging someone else's life and choices? Someone that has no significant bearing on my life? Someone I'll never see again and or remember again? Especially when, let's think about it, I'm shopping in the same exact aisle as her. So obviously I'm picking up a product most likely that she's picking up or something like it. You know, we weren't in the organic aisle. We were in the regular aisle. Especially when... I have a Coke every once in a while. I eat pasta. I eat instant mashed potatoes and instant gravy because guess what? It's going down really well these days. And that's what's helping me. And I realized that I have a jealousy toward this woman and it was activating to me. It was triggering. And the jealousy is because of my malnourishment and what I'm dealing with. This week I have a test and the test is going to tell me how malnourished I'm going to be most likely for the rest of my life. And I have a feeling it's probably not going to be a good answer. It's not going to be something I want to hear. It's a big concern for me right now. And this woman just happily having a cart full of processed food just triggered me in some way. And then on top of that, there's the fear of someone 
judging me because I am self-conscious about what I look like physically right now. And, you know, there's part of me that's like, okay, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. I've learned so many lessons. And then there's part of me where, you know, my new uniform is baggy clothes. I have baggy jeans. I make sure I always wear a coat or something over my coat to cover my butt. And let me tell you something. The first thing to go if you have my body type is your ass and it sucks. (laughs) So that's all I do. I've been looking up, I've been looking up exercises to get my butt back. Not that I ever had a big butt, but like, you know, that is my, that is my thing. In fact, I was, okay, I have to say I was hopped up on whatever I was, whatever they give you, the anesthesia and everything. And I woke up from my colonoscopy and I told the nurse I liked her big ass. Seriously, no joke. I actually did that. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I'm a little self-conscious right now. And I'm self-conscious to the point that I was a guest on a major podcast the other night. And uh, if the interview turns out well, then I will definitely let you know because I know you'll like hearing it. But I was a guest on a major podcast and I was on Zoom and I hadn't seen myself at that angle on Zoom. It was like, it was a really close up angle. You know, I'd see myself farther away on Zoom, but not super close up. And the way the angle was, you could really see my moon face. Moon face is a side effect of the steroid I am on, and it causes almost a chubby chipmunk face. Now, I have to say I look a little younger, which is kind of cool, but it's not cool because it looks, you know, like my face is bloated. And I didn't think I was self-conscious about it. Then I saw myself on Zoom. Then I realized I had already signed the release. And when you sign the release, you know, they can put it anywhere they want. They could put it on their Instagram. They can put it on their... YouTube, they can put it on anything. And I'm saying, great, now I'm at this great opportunity. I'm on this big podcast. I'm excited about it. And now it's going to be out in the universe that I have this really chubby face. But I had to let that one go, which was hard to let go. But then I I didn't really, (laughs) I wish I could say on a spiritual level, I did let it go. But I didn't because during the podcast episode, I somehow worked into the question or I somehow worked into the answer that I'm on prednisone and I have moon face right now and it's not my normal face. And they were like, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> what does this have to do with sales training for podcasters? Really, what does this have to do with any of that? But, you know, again, there's that part of me where it's like, screw it, don't care. And then there's that part of me where I still have this fear and this self-conscious moment and this fear of all these people looking at me and judging me. So back to the supermarket example, I do the right thing with regard to being aware of judging someone in the moment, right? We had talked about this in episode 26. If you look back at that self-judgment episode, what we talked about was, you know, being aware and making sure, okay, stopping your thoughts. And I, I think I did a good job of that. But then suddenly when I stopped, I started to judge myself. I started to say, oh, well... Jennifer, you shouldn't have said that. You've, you know, been so evolved in the past two and a half months and you've grown so much. Like, you know better than that. Why are you saying that about this poor woman, right? There's a fear there, right? There's a fear. There's a fear that the way I'm looking at this woman is the way people will look at me, right? That's the fear at the end of the day because the fear was someone looking at me and thinking I'm unhealthy, someone looking at me and thinking I look terrible, That is the fear. It was just complete self-projection. 
But then there's this vicious cycle because I'm judging someone, then I stop, then I'm aware, then I'm judging myself for judging them. (laughs) How do we stop the cycle? Now I'm going to take you down another path entirely. Trust me, just you have to trust me, it will all be tied up in a neat metaphysical bow. Don't worry, but let's go down this path together first. On the topic of food, because we're just, you know, this is my life right now. I'm watching a documentary series on HBO Max called Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy. I have a feeling a lot of you have seen it. Stanley Tucci is the actor from The Devil Wears Prada, The Lovely Bones, Julie, and Julia. And it's a beautiful series. I highly recommend it. Don't watch it when you're hungry. Seriously, all he does is eat, and the food looks absolutely unbelievable and amazing. And in this series, there's a theme of intention put in the food. I'm also listening to Tucci's memoir, Taste, and there's that same theme again. The intention when cooking or preparing food for others. What the theme tells us is if you feel good while cooking for yourself and others, it comes out in the food. The food is happier, the vibration is higher, and it tastes better. What tasted better to you as a child? Grandma's chicken soup or a chicken soup from a can? Most likely we'd say A, grandma's chicken soup. But I do have to say, I'm making this dish. (laughs) It's called Red Dog Toast. You can look it up on the internet. And it uses Campbell's, um, what do you call those things? Condensed tomato soup. And I put in that two eggs and paprika and salt. And then I dip sourdough bread in it. So I make it like... It's like a savory French toast, and it's amazing. My God, so much sodium, but it's so good. So sometimes, sometimes soup in a can can be really good. But mostly, it's your grandmother's chicken soup that was made with love and intention and all of grandma's goodness, right? And you feel better when you eat it. Now, I'm going to read you an excerpt from the October 2021 issue of Bon Appetit's. This is from Jerome Grant, executive chef of Jackie in Washington, D.C. I had my first son in 2008. I wanted to be there for him and have a career, which was super difficult. I was working 14-hour days, six days a week. I missed his first steps, birthdays, and I sure as hell missed holidays because I was serving other people. When I got married, my wife, Sophia, told me I needed to prioritize family time. I didn't listen. I still answer the phone if somebody called, but after my daughter was born, I took a month off and realized the restaurant wouldn't burn down without me. I said no to certain opportunities. I had to make decisions based on what was best for my family, especially once COVID hit. I used to believe you had to peel, cut, steam, mash, salt, and serve the potato on your own to make sure it was perfect. Now I trust the process. I'm home to make breakfast every day for my kids and dinner three nights every week. If you hire the right people, you can empower them to make critical decisions when you aren't physically there. We take care of each other as a team. Then when we start cooking, the food tastes better and it's a lot more fun. Now I trust the process. Now I trust the process. Bingo. That's what happened for me when I read that article. There's the underlying fear for me right there. I'm not trusting the process of healing, which coincides with releasing judgment of myself 
And because I'm scared that I won't be that person physically that I was before, I judge. I judge. So how do I get into a state where I'm trusting the process so I can stop the fear and I can stop the judging? As I discussed in episode 26, perfectionism, it's so old school. It's so old school. Let it go. I have to let it go. I'm saying this for myself more than than anyone else listening. I'm going to listen back to this and just hear myself. Let it go. Let go of perfectionism. I'm still, you know, obviously there's something where it's still there for me a little bit. I may never get back to my old physical self, but maybe I'll be an even better version of my physical self now that I have a diagnosis because I don't have to go to an emergency room every year saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. My stomach hurts. I'm in horrible pain. And the doctors in the emergency room do tests and they look at me and they say, guess what? We have no idea what's wrong with you either. So why don't you just go home and get the hell out of our emergency room? (laughs) So that's something that's freeing to me is, okay, I have the knowledge and I have the information. So yeah, maybe I can be a better version of myself. It's going to take some time because I really got knocked down. But letting go of that perfectionism, letting go, not that I was perfect before, I don't mean it in that way, but just letting go of it. And something I would do when I was really sick, I would look at old pictures of myself and just get upset. Like I would say, oh my God, I would kill to look like that again. I would, I I would kill to have the weight on me again, the, the, the muscle tone I had, the everything I had. And that was something that, you know, that's not a good cycle to be in either, right? I'm trying to have better images now. And I'm looking to people who I think look really healthy and really, especially women my age who look really healthy and they have some weight to them. And I I just, I love looking at these images now. And that's, that's the way that I'm going, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to go back. I'm trying to move forward. And I think with the diagnosis, it will help a lot in that, you know, just dropping that idea of perfectionism or your old self or something like that, that really helps. And even more so staying in the flow. It's funny to say, but when I was sick, I was still in the flow, which I know sounds strange because you're down, you're out, you're sick, you can't move, but I've still really felt in the flow because when I was coherent and when I could put it all together, I said, you know, this is happening for a reason. It's helping me learn and grow. And there's still something about it where I'm supported by the universe. And I feel that the universe is, is even, it's here for me even more now than it was before when I was, you know, running around on the farm and, and hiking two hours or whatever. I felt extremely supported by the universe in those months. So even when something is not super happy, positive, it can still be in the flow, which means judgment is still in the flow. And when I have a thought like I did in the supermarket, it's cool. It's cool. It's not great, but it's cool. What does it mean? Okay. It means I have this fear. Okay. I can address it now in the supermarket, I can pull over my cart and do what I have to do, mull over it, call someone, whatever works for me. Or I can do it on the ride home later or journal or do it later that day, week, year, whatever. As long as I gently do it 
And I realize I'm okay. I'm perfectly human. I'm human. That's, we have these thoughts. We have this conditioning. Nothing is wrong with me. Nothing. I trust in the process of me. Try saying that out loud. It's actually really powerful. I trust in the process of me. So for the next week, I want to really return to trusting the process. And whatever that means for you, you can try that too if it resonates with you. Try really trusting the process in what you're doing, in yourself, trust in the universe. Even if you're in a really tough time right now, go back to that amazing feeling from source, right? Just go back to that feeling because I'm telling you, even when I was in the depths of everything and I was sick, I still felt that support by the universe, the support of source. So just trust in the process of you this week and see where that takes you, as I always say. And by the way, source is telling me to tell you to check out my products at freespiritpodcast.com. See, I had to throw that in, right? And until next time, trust in your own process and live your life two inches off the ground. <laughs>